It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Newtown Toyota. We had something to talk about here, and it was called, um, what did we have it in the paper as? Uh, Perth Lockley Get Finals. Cheap, cheap. Perth Lockley Get Finals. And we sort of thought, oh, that was half interesting. But then uh, whilst we were chit-chatting off air, our good mate Mick came up with a, uh, we're talking about the who's going to win the Brownlow and, you know, Brownlow, Brownlow experience. Dates Britt asked me if I'd ever been to the Brownlow. And I said, no, I've watched a lot on TV, Britt, but yeah. never got the invite. <laughs> you need to get the votes and to go to the Brownlow. Mick, then Mick jumped in and said, oh, do you believe it or not? I was favourite for the Brownlow one year <laughs> early. And then uh, <laughs> had he injury. said, I had, had my the, acceptance speech ready. All there. He said, you missed a lot of games, mm. but thought that maybe mm. you started well enough early in the year. Mm. Uh, and then we started talking about, you know, dates, uh, taking dates to the Brownlow because Mick was uh, Fifey's date once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we asked Mick, did you ever take a date to the Brownlow? Mm. Well, now I pass the ball to you. Yeah, well, essentially, <laughs> oh, we were talking, this all stemmed, and this is where we go. We yeah. just, we go on <laughs> detours everywhere. everywhere in breaks. And we were talking about Zave being self-absorbed. And then we got to the, <laughs> then we got to the point that AFL athletes and yeah. athletes in general are self-absorbed. And then I reflected on my own career and very happily in a relationship now. Coming up three years, pretty much met Riley when my AFL career finished. So absolutely, it, it was it was you know fine. That fine is a one. keeper, and I yeah, mm. I've I've found it, and it's all all going very swimmingly. She won't like this next uh, part of our show here. So turn, turn the radio down. But, but we're talking about yeah. relationships, past yeah. relationships. Never had one really when I was playing nah. um, football, but thought I thought I'd. I found one was you know interested in a girl at, at some stage, and the Brownlow was coming, and I was like, "Well, you can probably come along with me to the Brownlow. It's going to be a nice night. Airfares over to Melbourne. Nice, nice couple nights stay, and uh, and we'll head back and and um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Beautiful. So well, onwards and upwards didn't happen, Britt. No. Onwards and upwards didn't happen. Did Monday she go after to the, the Brownlow, Brownlow though. Oh, she came. She enjoyed. Got, yeah. the, got the dress. Yeah. Got yeah. the Instagram yeah. shot. Photos. Get some photos yeah. for Instagram. Got the photos. Got the yeah. photos. Uh-huh. Instagram It's flowing. sounding good so far. It's all yeah. going well. Yeah. Monday comes afterward and um, I got dumped. <laughs> <laughs> she was only after the Brownlow invite. Do you know what? This song up now is so fitting. <laughs> Another one Another bites, one the, bites dust. the dust. Monday after the Brownlow, Mickey got the arse. <laughs> The Dead Set Legends have been knee-deep in the TV guides, the dark, dark web, and tips from a shady bloke calling from a block number to give you the best of this weekend's sport. That's right, Mick. Now, we dive through. The Olympics are obviously on, but the world of sport doesn't continue. It does continue. Sorry. What's popped up in your uh, little screen there, mate? Well, the Olympics are on, yep. and uh, I'm going to stick with the Olympics. We'll, we'll touch on all the medals and you know the big teams that are playing yeah, the and all of that. But I loved watching last night the, the, an underdog tale of, of um, the distance running. Mm-hmm. Anyone that isn't from Ethiopia, Uganda, Uganda, or or um, wherever in in Africa mm-hmm. is a tough tough race to run. Mm-hmm. The Aussie, and if you caught this last night, the Aussie Patrick Tannen was up and about and in the leading pack right until the end, and then essentially the the Ugandans, Ethiopians, they just take off for the last lap and, and, and let it all loose. But yeah. Patrick Tannen kept up, kept up, kept up. And he had a moment where he, he just ran out of gas. And in the last 100 metres, he was staggering, falling over, and he uh, literally fell to the ground and got up and completed the race. It so was I think that just, yeah, that just uh, epitomises what the Australian spirit is about. Yeah. Even though no medal, all, all that, but he's competed at the Olympic Games and he'll be forever remembered, taken off in a wheelchair. And I feel like Australians will be. Just as proud of that effort as Absolutely. they were the gold medals. I agree. I agree. I, I conceived a child in Uganda, Mick. There you go. A little fun fact for you. you, you I yeah, I went, I went hiking with like silverback gorillas in Uganda. 
<laughs> and came back with a kid. <laughs> Hang on a second. No, well, that's not. Well done. Well done. Yeah, Ted. Well done. Yeah, Ted yeah. was. Um... Yeah. Ted is yeah. Ugandan. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's going to be a distance runner. Yeah, he, and you. it wasn't. I can tell you, it wasn't a marathon. Now, hey, one I'm looking forward to is the Hungarian Grand Prix on Sunday night. I'm absolutely loving what's going on in the F1s at the moment. We will catch up with Rusty, but of course, the crash between the Red Bull and Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Verstappen. I'm looking forward to catching that over the weekend. But more importantly, Britt. The Darwin mm-hmm. Cup. Oh. <laughs> you know, it is a carnival I am yet to go to, but I have heard that it is one of those for the bucket list that you have to get to the Darwin Cup. Our mutual friend uh, Googs is yes. managing to get to the Darwin Cup. He, he coincidentally had some work up there. He always seems to manage yes. to uh, do that. And yes. yet, no, it is something definitely to get to. But today is the last day of the racing season. Explain so that to us. Tomorrow is the day that all horses turn another year older. Oh. So it's a horse's oh. birthday tomorrow, which means we press reset on the season and uh, every all, all the scores go back to zero. But Chris Parnham, our mm-hmm. WA's very own, has been in a real fierce battle with Blake McDougall from New South Wales to be Australia's leading jockey. Yeah. And it's been... Would Blake of, McDougall ride a little bit more than Chris Parnham? Um, I think they've, I, I think they're roughly around okay. the same. Maybe a little yep. bit more. There's probably yep. more meetings to go to. Yeah. Um, but yes, Chris yesterday managed to secure the title. Blake cannot win oh, now. Brilliant. But Chris is on 199 winners for the season, so it would be great today. He's got a really good book. So even if a Joey Maria just, riding the whole book, the whole card, no, no he, good to no, him today. Doesn't matter to him. He's It's all sewn up. He's oh, one beautiful. Australia's best jockey, and if he can and win one more, does, it'd be good to hit 200. When does the award, is there awards night? Yeah. How does all that work? There is. What, does he win? Did you get a car? You're hosting it? Yes. Oh. I'm going to put that in the diary. Hang on. Oh, no, 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 we, we do do a... Make sure the tax man knows about that one, Britt. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's all of us. You're not a bridge, yeah. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, we do always have a WA Racing Award, but yeah. that is focusing on the, the leaders here. So I don't know what they present for the Australian uh, side of things. Britt, short and sharp, you're all over the racing. Something a little bit unusual happened over in Victoria this mm. week, and it wasn't COVID-related. We're so used to things being moved around with COVID. There was no racing. No, nope, they did a race-free week in an effort to try alleviate the load on participants. Obviously, yeah. racing is a 365-day mm. year job. It never, ever stops. So uh, Racing Victoria thought, no, we'll try uh, sort of back off the participants by having a race-free yeah. week, and I do not think it worked one it di- little It didn't bit. work. Why is no. that? It, the horses still had to get work. There were still yeah, stable okay. staff that were getting up every day. Track riders had to ride them, work them. Trainers are still having to train their horses. Mm-hmm. So the only people that really probably benefited was the jockeys, perhaps some barrier staff and race day staff, but I just think it missed the mark. My old man used to be the tribunal man for the VRC, and he used to speak about cases. Yeah, we're so in love with seeing Jamie Carr, Damien Oliver, the real group one top-end races, but we don't see the track work riders who then yeah. get in a car and drive four hours to Bansdale to go to a Bansdale meet and they make some poor decisions and you go, well, you haven't slept for mm. you yeah. know, for three years, a week off, but obviously if you're still doing track work and stuff, it, it sort of that's it. It doesn't really, defeated the purpose, you're, just really. not, you're just not making money. Exactly. So it was, uh, I think it was, yeah, probably, it, it's nice, I think it's good that they're sort of thinking about it. Yeah. It's started a big conversation. Is there a better way around it? One day a week maybe for a patch you have off or yeah, I don't that, know. They're talking about maybe having some Sundays off or whatever, yeah. but sometimes going to the races is the best part of Sundays off. Jobs. That's God's day. What better things to do than watch the event that's going on over in Tokyo at mm-hmm. the moment. And you've come to us and said, 
I need to talk about your favourite moment, which got my gut tingling too. I absolutely love Jess Fox's gold medal this week. Listen to this. One gate to come. Fox is flying towards the line. Is this the moment she's tripped of her entire career? She hits the line. She's got it. Jess shines like gold to become the Olympic champion. That was remarkable. Now, a week ago, I don't know where I've been. I don't know where I was in Rio and London, but I've missed this sport. Somehow, yeah. I didn't that know cool, this sport it? existed. <laughs> and I have watched every single run of every heat, every semi-final and final this week. I'm obsessed with this sport. It is just remarkable what they could do. And isn't Jess Fox like the, the story of mum, the coach, yep. her sister was there, the dad was commentating. Mm. She was the mm. champion who just had never won gold. I actually, I'm not an emotional person at all, and I, di- I didn't cry, but I felt that inside of me, you know, not the warmth. I felt so warm and cosy mm. watching I'd it. I'd watched her story the whole way along during the week and the fact that they'd worked so hard to get the canoe in for the women. So there's obviously the K1 and the C1, and the C1 previously, the women hadn't, it hadn't been yeah. an Olympic event. She they'd hustled hard, didn't she? Really yeah. hard, and for yep. her to be the first Olympic champion was huge, but... It was the dad's commentary, wasn't mm. it? That I, I was saying earlier, on what scale are you? You've got Dean Boxall mm. on one side yeah. and you've got Richard Fox on the other. Cool, calm, collected. You're sitting there cool, calm, collected or dry humping a metal yeah. pole. I mean, <laughs> it is. A, there is one end for the other. Mick, have you, what, have you become an expert watching any of these sports at the moment? Well, I've always been an expert, Dave. It's just yeah. the Olympics is where it highlights my yeah. um, expertise. Yeah. So uh, what have we got? The BMX, they all look like they're about... Um, 14 years old, don't they? They're yeah. young. Okay, I think, they are. I think young. naturally they are yeah. quite young. Yeah, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching it a lot, but I'm big on the swimming and a bit of a traditionalist, a bit of a purist. The swimming and the, the athletics of which we're right in the, the cut and thrust of the swimming at the moment. Zay, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, I, uh, the sports that it's the pinnacle. It's as simple as that. You know, the yep. golf and stuff like that. Good luck to you. Hopefully you went and surfing, loved it. Matty Wright loved it and he was yep. into it. But the pinnacle of your competition is the Olympics, where it means the absolute world to these athletes. And for four years, that is their target. They're the ones I love. We're just sitting here watching the swimming at the moment. And right now, as we speak, Matty Temple's going around in the butterfly. And that's going to be followed by Kaylee McEwen, who's uh, he's going to be a very, very big chance to, to win. A very good watch. And then part three, the 800-meter freestyle. So stay with us, because this is all happening in the next 15 minutes. Ledecky v. Titmus go around for part three there. Incredible stuff's going on, Britt. And- Do you know how much these athletes earn when they win gold for certain countries? Oh, for certain countries, yeah, I did see that. Uh, In some countries, it's $1 million. I did notice the countries with the million dollars. Which country? Hope it's Uganda, because Ted Ellis down the track will be (laughs) millionaire. Can you imagine, in 20 years' time, we're watching the Olympics and my son's representing Rwanda or Uganda. I'm not quite sure. No, you need to be in the Philippines. Mm. The Philippines is where it's at, and Mm. they just throw prizes at you, including 40 million pesos, which is 1.08 million Australian dollars. Tap Touch. The race starts when the bet's on. Tap Touch. Better your bet. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. This is Brit's Best. That's right, Brit's Best, of course. The queen of racing around Australia. Tips winners for us a week in, a week out. This is the competition we have, boys v. Brit. Brit Taylor. And the boys are on the Bandwagon we, now. Mate, back to us, back wins. Oh, back to back. I tell you what, if the Saints were playing today and not last night, Zach Jones would have been going around again for the boys. But uh, what are you doing this week? Well, this week's going to be a bit interesting. I'm going back on the multi train because they've been so successful in the past. No, no, no. <laughs> Every multi you've had has lost. I thought okay. we had this discussion. When you go All a single right. bet, you've been getting them up. 
All right, I'm confident. Okay. I'm seeing them well. All I'm right. like Ricky Ponting with a short ball. Please, okay. they're going to go to the boundary. Let's hear it. I'm going to Eagle Farm. The Eagle Farm races are continuing despite the lockdown that's happening in Queensland at the moment. Brisbane have just, uh, the Brisbane Racing Committee, whatever they have, just tweeted they're ready to keep going. We're going Scalapini in race eight. Okay. To win. Mm-hmm. We're going West Coast to beat Collingwood. Yep. And we're going in the early game today, Jacko McRae over 32 and a half disposals. Ooh, okay. How's that sound? Well, it sounds like it's three legs and it's two more than two too many. It's about 600 <laughs> in the Lifeline kitty. So, okay, of course, we're raising good. money for Lifeline. All the winnings go to Lifeline at the moment. We're going actually pretty well. So, Britt, where are you heading? All right. I'm at Belmont. I like two today. Race two, number one, OBH. Yours? We've had, we've had success on that in the yes, past. Yes, and that's where you were last night. It's last the omen night. bet. Yes. He raced last week. He did it very, very tough. He finished second. He's so, so brave. I've had one job this week, and that is... Don't let him out of a trot. Keep him right, really, really fresh. fresh. Oh. And do you know how hard it is to <laughs> keep a racehorse just trotting? Yes, he wears the shades. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so we're on OBH today. That will be our $50 bet. But just for another little one, I like race four, number five, picture perfect as well. Uh, and who who has Picture Perfect? That's just a recent white. Bob oh, Peters, yeah, Grant okay. Alana Williams, Pike, William Pike. Okay. Yes. Picture Perfect. And, of course, our $50 on your own. OBH. OBH. And you've been sitting on it during the week in uh, the morning little gallops. Yes. And, Only oh, trots this week. Oh, oh Dad's orders. Fresh. fresh. She is. He's going to spring those gates and away we go. There you go. That was Brit's Best for Tap Touch. Do need to straighten up a little bit because there is – Footy going on. There's not a lot of footy going on, mm. which we just heard. Now we've put the feelers out to get some more information from some of our Triple M journalists. Uh, at the moment, Mick, all we can say is there's been an outbreak in the Queensland area mm. and three AFL games in Queensland this weekend are off. Yeah. That's Gold Coast v Melbourne. That's Essendon v Sydney. And that's the Giants v Port Adelaide. Mm. Uh, but Melbourne, um, you know, there's that by pre-finals that now looks like it's going to be eaten into. There is, there is, and absolutely, and all the games hold some you know, significance, don't they, in terms of who's playing. So Melbourne, clearly up the top of the ladder. Sydney are on a roll and, and in top four contention, absolutely. Giants in finals contention and Port Adelaide yeah. um, in finals, <laughs> no, no. Uh, port, uh, top four contention as well. So how do you see it playing? I know it's really, really uh, raw and there's not too many... Uh, Clues of what's going to happen, how it's going to play out, Britt. But do you feel like that pre-finals buy now is just going to get eaten up I, for the fairness of the competition? I think it has to because yep. we're just going to run into time. And and who's to say that this is the last one we see? So it's a four-day snap lockdown. Mm. That's what we know. Yep. So whether or not we start looking at whether when they come out of that, if there is a mid-week sort of let's make up the time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a lot of moving parts. One triple three take. five three. sorry, Mick. One yeah. triple three five three. Give us a call if you'd love to see a hub in Perth. If you'd love to see Perth put mm. their hand up and say, no, let's try and get a few games mm. going through Optus Stadium. Give us a call. One triple three five three. sorry, Mick. What was that? Well, that would be that'd be a tremendous option, the, the hub in Perth. Obviously, the the quarantine aspect of it, the Joondalup Resorts played, played a big role. How many sides... Can they have in there? What does all of that look like? We talked about the pre-finals, uh, pre, pre-finals buy, but I'm, mm. I'm thinking the AFL has been pretty shrewd on all of this. Do they just pack them up in a day or two and get them to Melbourne and, and play in front of no crowds and, and bang some games out? Mm. As you know, it is pretty raw the, the COVID situation in Melbourne, um, but having Sydney and GWS based in Queensland, so the significance of this lockdown, if it does extend mm. beyond a week, they've got to get up and move move again. It's funny, we were going to talk earlier today about the likelihood of finals being in 
Perth or yes. the grand final in Perth. We shelved it so that we could hear about Mickey's Brownlow date. And now... getting dumped the Monday after. Yeah. <laughs> it... <laughs> no regrets. And all of a sudden, that the changing parts, and this is how quickly it can happen. We would yeah. have talked about that in the first hour. This wasn't a thing. No. And now here we are, lost three games. And you'd have to be thinking that mm. by the minute, we're becoming more and more likely to see a, a grand final in Perth. I'll tell you how quickly this this is moving. Okay, this is moving obviously faster than incredibly, your incredibly quick, quickly. The um, Queensland situation. There's a game in the VFL up there at the moment: Gold Coast versus Southport, of which they've been pulled off the ground. So oh it's, wow! It's into the first quarter. Wow. The Suns at full time. It says one, two, eight have defeated uh, Southport Sharks one straight six. So they've, yeah. they've pulled them off the ground and said this is moving that quickly that they're acting fast. Yeah, of which is um, you know, highlights the significance of it. So I'm just looking at uh, Twitter now from uh, Seven News Perth. The AFL and new uh, NRL are in absolute disarray. The Queensland government banned all sport during the weekend. Snap lockdown across all 11 council areas. So, of course, that means, you know, we've got obviously six teams in Queensland. I think that would be obviously three games. NRL, that's where they've hitched their uh, wagon to Queensland. So they've got, is it every team, Leach? You know a little bit more, but is it every team in Queensland? Uh, the bulk of the teams were based out of there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that's the case. Yeah, so, I mean, the NRL, hectic. we talk about the AFL, they mm. can sort of jump and dive a little bit. The NRL have got New South Wales, who have just recorded 210 cases, mm. and they've got, Queensland, who are now in a lockdown. So sport around Australia Ooh. is in disarray at the moment. Uh, WA, we're lucky to be over here, but uh, hopefully, maybe wishful thinking, potentially. Uh, uh, all, all the describing oh, words. Oh, God, I'd love to see it over here. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see it in WA. This motorsport update is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Fresh off one of the world's biggest benders last week, <laughs> celebrating his birthday. We love to welcome Rusty, of course, the host of Rusty's Garage on the Listener app. Good morning, Rusty. Hello, Britt, Mickey. Good morning. What an intro. Thank you. Now, mate, uh, we spoke last weekend about all the juggling in the supercars. The schedule has been confirmed as of yesterday. Let's start with Bathurst, mate. What's happening there? It's been pushed back. Yeah, so we haven't seen this since kind of the, the late 90s. The traditional date that's been that way for as long as many of us can remember is uh, October, early October. But given what's happening in New South Wales and particularly Sydney with COVID, um, Supercars has wisely opted to push the, the great race back to early November. So it buys a bit of time. Fingers crossed they can get a crowd of some sort there. It was tough to watch it without a crowd mm. in uh, you know, in, in last year's race. So a little bit of breathing space for now. We've just got to hope that it all, all the cards land the right way for it. And bad news for us in Perth, Rusty, with the Perth Super Night event being cancelled. We're just uh, not getting much luck, motorsport fans over here. And Britt, I'm a little bit worried because I, I think you're on the pulse with these things. We, you half hinted at it last yes. week and it's, it's the reality. So, um, yeah, sadly, you know, understandably, there's, there's tough border restrictions right around the country and, and um, they're trying to move the chess pieces in, in the most effective way. So that's a shame for you guys because I reckon that event at Barbagallo would have been just tremendous. There's mm. also a line through uh, the event at Pukekohe in New Zealand, which always gets a huge crowd as well. So uh, basically, they're going to have a pause here, guys, until early October and it'll reconvene in Victoria with Winton. They'll pick up the vacated date by the Australian Motorcycle Grand Prix at Phillip Island, yeah. uh, go on to Bathurst and, and then finish the championship in early December on the Gold Coast. That okay. is the, the revised plan. Beautiful, lay Rusty. Formula One will finish on that. It's oh. hungry this weekend. Now, 
Ricardo, Lando Norris in the McLarens are a little off the pace, but also I want to pick your brain about the collision a fortnight ago. It's Hamilton, Verstappen, Red Bull appealed. What's all the fallout from that as well? So the appeal uh, got rejected, yep. but they did bring a few things to the table. And one of one of them was that they had a, a filming event or a, or a test day, if you like, at Silverstone recently. And Red Bull asked their reserve driver um, during that to effectively simulate what Lewis Hamilton tried to do on that opening lap of the British Grand Prix. Yeah. Take that corner at the same line or angle and at the same speed. And they didn't feel like, in their opinion that Lewis could have successfully made it around the mm. corner uh, based on those two factors. So that was one of the big things that they put forward. Uh, the governing body rejected that. They say the matter, Red Bull are happy now, they say the matter, the matter is now closed. They had a fair hearing. Yeah. A bit of jiving going on in terms of press releases between uh, the two teams. Um, some feel, guys, like it, it wasn't uh, the move of a, of a many-time world champion, yeah. arguably the greatest ever. And, and others say, you know what? The greats go for the gap. So what do you say, Rusty? Bracketed. Uh, for me, it was a little ambitious, guys. Yep. I've got to mm. say that, but but I, I do admire the fact that he had a um, had a crack at it. Um, the net result is, as we talked about on the show, eight points in the drivers' championship. Game on in Hungary. The back <laughs> there is just going to be sensational. It's going to be really good, mate. I've absolutely loved following the F1 this year, and of course, if you do want any more. Motorsports, head to the Listener app and grab a Rusty's Garage. Rusty, thanks for joining us again this week, mate. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Get a $700 trade-in on selected water heaters when you purchase a new SolarHeart hot water system. And now, just a quick disclaimer before we went to the break and the phones were lining up to get involved in the quiz today. Because they've essentially said you call in, you win $400. No, that is not correct. You have to go through the five questions and answer them all correctly. Adam from Beckenham. Good <laughs> Did morning. Did you notice the phone lines, though, Mick? They're pretty busy. They were very busy. busy. Adam, are you there? Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. So you have That's to good. answer the five questions before we can give you the 400 But you're feeling confident? I am, yep. Ooh, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who do you follow, Adam? We like to ask that question. Uh, Frio, mate. Oh, beautiful. You'll get this one. Question one. We can nearly jump to question two. <laughs> what is the main colour of Fremantle's retro round jumper? Uh, that'll be yeah. the green. It, it is. It is. Well, what, what's that? What's that? What are you smirking at there? I don't know. I just said brown. <laughs> oh, you're a, you're a, <laughs> anyway, question two, uh, Adam. Well done. Well done. Ooh. Been following yeah. the Olympics? Uh, yes, I have, yeah. What's been your favourite moment? Um, oh... I'd say probably Titmus swim. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. A couple of swim, good swims from uh, Ariane Titmus. Anyway, we'll move to the nice, canoeing. Nicely called by Baz, too. Wasn't yeah, it? Baz we were just talking about job. that. Mm, doing super. Doing fantastic. Doing super. Hey, what was the name of the C1 canoe gold medalist from Australia during the week? Um, C1. Now, if, and I'll just, off the top, I didn't mention this. You can oh, refer to me. Brit or Xavier uh, <laughs> yeah. to use Mickey's mate if you're in trouble. Um, I'm thinking, was it Disco Fox? Yeah. Oh, Adam, you are, you're foxing me. Adam, you are foxing <laughs> me with your answers here. That was a slow build. <laughs> Zave rolls his eyes again. Hey, well done. Two from five, and you still have Mickey's mate up your sleeve. Yep. Okay, the basketball's happening. The boomers are going well. The Opals, not so well. What is unique about the Opals' uniform? Um... 
It's the, the skin-tight Lycra. Oh, that's the one, Adam. Good work. Shall we call it a zoot suit, swimsuit, whatever you want to call it? Um, that is what the Opals wear. So three from three, Adam absolutely flying on his way to 400. Now, Zave, um, I don't know what he's doing over there. He, he, sorry, Adam. He's hard to work with this guy, <laughs> right. Xavier. I'll tell you, he's hard to bloody work with. I'll tell you that. Question four. Big day at Hawthorne yesterday. Big day. So Alistair Clarkson out, Sam Mitchell in, effective at the end of the season. Who was the who was the last full time coach for Hawthorne prior to Alistair Clarkson? Ah, uh, Dave. Um... Zave doesn't know, does he? No, I don't. <laughs> Zave was playing there, Adam. You can use Mickey's mate if you require some assistance. Yeah, I'll, I'll use Mickey's mate on this one. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate. Beautiful, Adam. Okay, would you like to go with Xavier, who actually used to play for Hawthorne? Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or Brittany. <laughs> um, You'll obviously go with Xavier. Yeah, Xavier. All right, Xavier, come on. Google. What was the question? The question. <laughs> who coached Hawthorne in a full-time capacity prior Five, to four, Alistair Clarkson three, taking over? Two, oh, one. Ken Judge or Swabby. Swabby, I'd go. You want to go with what's his Ken first Judge name? or Swabby? Peter Swab or Ken Judge? For me, Adam, it'd be a Swabby in a full-time role or part-time. If you listen to the... Question. <laughs> Full time. You understand. Full time. Okay, Adam, you've go, got five go seconds. Swabby. Go, Come Swabby. Come on, Leachy. Swabby. I'll go with him. Swabby. Peter Swabby. Jeez. Okay. You'd be stiffed and Drum go roll, down please. when the Hawthorne player can't give you the answer. Peter Swab is correct. Okay. Well Beautiful. done. Beautiful. Well so, done, question though. five. Well done. Are you on your own now? You're on your own. Hope you yeah. were tuning into Dead Set Legends last week. Because we like to refer to last week's show, uh, it was question yeah. five. Which former Olympian did we have on the Dead Set Legends program last week to provide an Olympic update? Oh, dear. Think, um... think track. Think track. <laughs> think fast. <laughs> Elephantitis. <laughs> think zoot suits. Um... Count it down, Leachy. Former okay. Olympian. He's on the coverage at the moment. Three, Channel 7. Two, Channel 7. One. Fast. Runs yeah. quickly. Shervington. Oh! <laughs> the buzzer's gone. Yeah. Play it out, Adam. Well done, mate. That oh, is beautiful. tremendous. Adam, you will take home $400. And uh, uh, how did you get awesome. Shervington? Awesome. That was good. Oh, just a guess. Oh, well done. Just a guess. <laughs> there you go, Mick. It was Mick. the zoot suit that did it. It was <laughs> the zoot suit, yeah. He fast. He's a very polished performer, our man, Sherbo. But Adam, fast. very good, mate. What's on for the nah, weekend? Beautiful. The $400 will help with your weekend, I would presume. Yeah, well, uh, well, a lot less footy to watch today then, I guess. Mm. It's a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll find something to do with it. Thank you. Very good, very good. Now, <laughs> you got to wrap this big in his I'm just uh, going to ask Adam. I'm, I have to apologise for my friend Xavier Ellis, who nearly sent me down the garden path there with the uh, Peter Swab answer, um, even though I used yeah. to play at Hawthorne. Claims he's Hawthorne, loves it, all that. So, Adam, I apologise about Xavier, but very well done. Enjoy your $400. Uh, no, and that you. is Mickey Thanks, the Master guys. for another week. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Newtown Toyota.